Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Making money is the goal of all businesses, but today's guest goes beyond the usual rules of capitalism for good. Eva Yazari is the CEO and founder of Beyond Capital Fund, a fund dedicated to raise up those at the bottom of the economic pyramid in places like India and Africa. Eva recently released her first book, The Good Your Money Can Do, which is currently the number one new release on Amazon Futures trading list. Eva, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey, it is so great to have you. You have incredible energy and you just make me want to go out there and write three more. Good, good. Let's do that because we're all, you know, that's that's what we're all supposed to be doing. If we're not here doing good, what's the purpose? I really think that's important. Now, as I looked at your background, you have a Wall Street background. All right. So what got you interested in what you call in the book impact investing? So it's a great question. I do have a traditional finance background. I worked in the hedge fund investing world. I was very lucky to focus on the activist hedge fund managers, Bill Icahn, Carl, Bill Ackman, Carl, Carl Icahn, Nelson Peltz, those that rattle for change. And I was really inspired by their model to think about what more money could do because really impact investing is just a reframing of how our money can be utilized to express our desires and intentions for a better society. And so I took that model and I kind of tweaked it a little bit and decided to focus on investing in purpose-driven leaders who are thinking about all stakeholders and therefore could have social and environmental returns baked into their business models. You know, in one of our groups, uh, we have, it's called the Hero Club, which is after one of my books, The Hero Factor. And we're big on values. We always try to put people first, you know, above profits. Profits are important without question. What values do you look for when you invest? Well, when I invest, I, I, I first, you know, take a step back and think about what my values are. And I'm very focused on gender and racial equity at the moment. Um, it's, you know, it's been a focus of mine for over a decade, but um, particularly with, with, you know, what we've seen in 2020, 900,000 women dropping out of the workforce in September, 2020, um, all of the numbers are really pointing to the need to have a more inclusive society and inclusive markets. And the fact that there's a massive market opportunity when you open up businesses that are catering to female consumers or run by women, um, and you're opening up the, the pool of ideas. But those are really the two areas that I'm focused on personally in my portfolio. But the great thing about impact investing is that it is for everyone. It is for anybody that cares about homelessness or poverty or climate action, or is thinking about, you know, how to bring more local food supply to their neighborhoods. And it, it opens up a large discussion about what more our money can really do. You know, when COVID hit, we saw a lot of women leave the workplace. I mean, what was your first thought when you started to hear about that? I was deeply sad. I, 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 I luckily did not have to uh, deal with 
some of the challenges that many women did. I ended up having support for my children living in Texas. The schools were open. I got a lot of the silver linings of COVID, also being able to not travel as a working woman and focus on my family. But I I know the challenges that many other women face. And I have to say, I was sad and I was also angry that we haven't built a world where women can truly thrive. And as the the, the mother of a daughter, I have really been um, tenacious in how I now think about where I invest. And I know that um, 77% of my current investment portfolio is managed by men. And I would like to make it more equal because I think that women can also bring great ideas to the table. Exactly. Speaking about great ideas, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, everybody, we're back and we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as we bring you All Business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. You know, now coming up on 400 podcasts in the C-Suite network on C-Suite Radio and every single month we're shattering listener records. Isn't that awesome? And of course, we're adding new shows at a record pace and of course, new shows, new episodes. And with that comes great advertisers. So thank our advertisers who help make this possible. And of course, the listeners. Today, I'm visiting with Eva Yazeri. Now, she's the CEO and the founder of Beyond Capital Fund. And of course, she's the author of a brand new bestseller, The Good your money can do. And if you've got money, it should do good. That's what it's all about. It should be about, I heard recently, it shouldn't just be about generosity. It should be about solving injustice. And that's a big theme for you. It really truly is, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, I I make the argument that we have a moral imperative to do good. And there are a couple of reasons for that. It's, It's not just charity. It's not just doing unto others. It's not just about you know, thinking about your neighbors, there is even a component of enlightened self-interest, which I talk about in my book, where when we do good for others, our lives are also improved. And part of the power of impact investing and using your money as a force for good, good and business as a force for good is really feeling good and feeling aligned as human beings. And so the, the concept of the moral imperative that we have extends beyond just thinking about the problems. And it's really thinking about the solutions and how many solutions where there are no trade-offs. I think when people think about impact investing, they think that you have to have concessionary returns or not make the same amount of money. We're not living in that world anymore. We're actually living in the perfect time where we have tremendous opportunity to make money and do good in almost every single asset class, public equities, public debt, private markets. I'm a venture capital investor. And to be honest, I'd be ra- I'd rather be investing in the emerging markets that I focus on than you know, some of the deals done here in the US because I see tremendous opportunity. So really what it comes down to is knowing that it is important, but also focusing on the incredible solutions rather than the problems. I talk about being a balanced capitalist. I'm all for being a capitalist, making money, the free enterprise system. But if you're not doing it with based on values and for good reason, and I love that saying someone once said, hey, when you make it to the top, you got to send the elevator back down for everybody else because all boats rise with that. And I think that's important. Basing your investments on ESGs or what is known as environmental, social, corporate uh, governance practices is a really big trend right now. Now, in your mind, Eva, is that enough? 
it is not enough. While I think it's an excellent toe dip for investors, it's an easy way in. Almost every advisor or 401k will have an ESG fund or sustainable fund. It's not enough because it is a passive strategy, which means that it is only screening out for specific types of companies. Exactly. Check in the box. That's what they're doing. They're doing it for a PR reason or social, and not so much. It's to keep people off their off their ass or their back, and yeah. so they're checking a box. What more should they be doing? Well, they should be thinking about how they are acting holistically. So I use an example of a very large company that sells sneakers that we all know um, in my book, and while they've done an excellent job of with aligning with specific initiatives, particularly Black Lives Matter and their marketing, there really isn't much going on when you think about the environmental impact of the millions of shoes that they create and sell likely on a you know quarterly basis and how that will end up, those shoes will end up after many uses in landfills. Furthermore, that company also came into light a couple of weeks ago in the news for um, you know working with forced labor um, groups in China. And so I think the key is really to just for companies to truly and fully walk the talk, to think about all stakeholders, to take the extra time and energy. It is not something that they will need to, you know, they will need to like change their business model around. It's just something where they need to dedicate and be intentional. And once they do that, it just will fall in line with the fact that what you're saying, balanced capitalism, impact investing is not about tearing down or replacing the current financial system. It's just about engaging that system to do more. And that's what companies need to do. Let's talk about the book. Okay. Cause I always like to make sure we have great authors talk about their book. Why did you feel you needed to write the good your money can do? Well, Jeffrey, I've been an impact investor for 12 years. And I have been investing in Africa and India. My family lived in Africa in the 50s and 60s. So I have family ties there. Um, And that is my focus area. But I would sit at dinner tables, whether it was in Switzerland, where I previously lived, or Los Angeles or Dallas, where I'm currently based. And I could tell the people around the table had capital. But nobody's capital was aligned with their values. Nobody was even thinking about it. And on the other side of my life, I was involved in very deep networks of impact investing practitioners, um, large family offices. But it seemed like everybody thought you had to be a billionaire or you had to have a quarter of a million dollar check or you had to have the right advisor to be an impact investor. And if you didn't have any of that, it was impossible. And that's really why I wrote the book. I wrote the book to get the message out to everyone from you know somebody that has a private wealth advisor at a private bank to somebody that has $100 per month to invest for them to know that they can be an impact investor too and to create a playbook for them. So the second part of my book is essentially a guidebook, define your values, recognize the importance of living according to your values and how that can come through in all your resources. And then uh, a deep, deep, deep dive into what impact investing is alongside the fact that we all need to create community around this type of work. And then think about our consumer choices and being an active citizen to line up with those values. And so that was the main reason that I was inspired to write this book. And you know, it could be 10 bucks a week. It could be a hundred bucks a week. It could be, Hey, I'm not going to buy those shoes. I'm going to invest that over here in this side or, or go, go without, or, Hey, maybe I can get some 
pre-owned shoes, maybe even those, those are a lot of those sneakers go for some big money. So there's lots of ways you can do it. You know, I recently listened, in fact, with clothes, my daughter's in the clothes business, fashion business, and she talks about the energy used to be able to create clothes in the fashion industry is amazing. So will you talk a lot about in the book and, and also in your podcast about opening up the conversation around money. I think this is a really good topic. What, what did you mean by that? And then I have my own thoughts about what you thought you meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, money is a stig- It's a taboo subject. It's stigmatized yeah. um, for many particular groups. You said it really well, where you said, even if you have a hundred dollars, you know, per month, or you have a small amount of money or $10 a day or not buying that coffee. Um, I think that one of the groups that money is stigmatized for are groups that don't have large amounts of capital to invest that are probably not talking about investing on a regular basis. When in reality, those individuals can open a small brokerage account and have access to ESG funds and sustainable funds, which are a good starting point to impact. What's powerful about this is that when you start impact investing, you flip your narrative around money. So you're not only talking about the financial return, you're not only talking about the alpha and the beta, and you know all the the, the Greeks um, that I learned really well working on Wall Street. You're talking about the impact that your money is having, and that allows for a more open conversation about money. The same goes for women. Women, I think, are not comfortable with financial terminology. Um, I would say that probably you know living my life as the finance expert in my family, but then you know speaking to my my female friends, I know that this is definitely the case. And so the fact that women can talk about the impact that their money is having starts to open those doors. And then the third group is children. So um, I actually do put aside. a month for my kids into an environmental ESG. And then I talked to my son about it. He loves, he started the environmental club in his first grade classroom. He loves to talk about Trash Island. And I think that this is another way to engage the next generation as well around money and open up that discussion. I think it's a great way to be able to do it. And uh, we're talking with Eva Yazari. She's the CEO and the founder of Beyond Capital Fund, a fund dedicated to raise those up from the bottom of the economic pyramid in places like India and Africa. And to get us thinking about what we should be doing. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. Hey, and we are back. This is Jeffrey Hazlett, and we're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett right here on C-Suite Radio, and now C-Suite TV as well. You can catch us on Amazon, Apple, uh, Roku, and anywhere else you can find your streaming channels. You'll be able to catch us there. And, of course, on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. Talking with Eva Yazeri. She's the CEO and founder of Beyond Capital Fund. Now, you mentioned earlier, uh, and I've talked about this, that you you've been investing heavily in people in Africa and India. Explain why you do that and tell us about any success stories. Absolutely. Well, I, I do have family ties in, in, in Africa. And so I think my risk perception of, of investing in an emerging market was very different than maybe some others 
you know, would have. They think it's, you know, very far away. It's risky. People don't have very high income. So how could they possibly afford any products? When in reality, there is a study that's been done that shows that even individuals living on less than $4 a day have a budget for healthcare and energy access and financial inclusion and agriculture tools and waste and sanitation, which are the five sectors that we're focused on in our fund. When I market sized for my most recent capital raise, um, we were looking at a billion consumers in, in four countries living on less than $15 a day. But again, they still have the budgets and the desire and the need for access. I think where the true opportunity is for our investments comes in the area of access and lacking access. So we doubled our money while improving access to affordable on-demand eye care in India. When we exited that business because there was nowhere to go get glasses or a cataract surgery in the region. And an ophthalmologist said, I'm going to create this company. And you know, people showed up and it's still a growing and thriving business. Uh, a couple other success stories are um, Kasha, a women's health e-commerce platform based in Rwanda and Kenya, um, which is growing and scaling quite quickly. And what they're doing is they're creating an aspirational brand around women's health um, where they're selling soaps and lotions and then you know women's health products that women buy every single month. But um, they're creating a way for women to not have a stigma attached to their health, which is a, a social underlying social issue in pretty much all of the countries where we invest. But um, that business is... Um, you know, touching upon really significant revenue and uh, has, has distributed over a million products um, since they started four or five years wow. ago. So yeah, I mean, incredible innovations. And I think that that's really what will solve some of the most pressing problems that we have. So you mentioned, mentioned a couple of times the family ties back to Africa, and I believe it started with your grandfather. Tell me about how you got those family ties all the way back. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so normal growing up, but, um, you know, learned that it, it wasn't, and all, it was also very hard to get there. So my um, family's from the Midwest of the U S I'm, I'm third generation American. Um, so my grandparents were born in the U S but my paternal grandfather was a medical doctor and, um, he actually, his first wife passed. He had four children. He remarried a spunky lady who, um, was, you know, incredible. And I think very service minded and, um, they had some connections uh, also through the Catholic Church, uh, but um, more so kind of friends. And they decided to open a health clinic in a remote part of Tanzania. And I've been to Tanzania, um, and you know, it's not Dar es Salaam. It's you know, it's it's not a, a major city. Um, it was a very remote part. So they took a steamship from New York City to Cape Town, and then drove a um, airstream up from uh, Cape Town all the way to, to Tanzania and lived there for about a decade. I think the last story though, that really inspired my work and I encourage everybody who's listening to think about maybe one story in their life that shapes their values is my aunt who was adopted because she, her mother died in childbirth. And for mm -hmm. me, healthcare is a really important sector to invest in. It's what I'm drawn to. And 30% of my current portfolio is invested in healthcare and particularly women's health is an area of focus. In India, you know, India is becoming the world's fifth largest economy by 2024. It's overtaking both the UK and France. Where, where should we be focusing there? Yeah, well, I would 
say that investors should definitely think about where not to focus. There are a number of bubbles. India over the past decade has developed its own thriving investment ecosystem, particularly with angels that have a lot of capital that they can't take out of the country and they're investing into own businesses. So I've, you know, been watching kind of ag tech, ed tech. I'm not sure they're the right places to invest in India right now, but I think the most sound and long-term profit generating companies are need to haves. And that's what we focus on at Beyond Capital. It's healthcare innovations. We're invested in one of the one of two healthcare drone companies in the country. And that is, I think, expected to be a big winner in our portfolio. I love that. Need to have. I love need to have kind of services because you focus on what everybody's gotta have or needs to have every single day. It's kind of like that razor right. blade theory. Hey, what about the rest of the BRIC country, countries like Brazil, Russia, China? Do you see yourself increasing any kind of investments there or maybe in Latin America? We don't. And it's not because I don't like those markets. It's because as a early stage investor, we have we are very hands-on. And we love to be hands-on. We we believe that we're investing in people. So for example, in our slide deck, it's not just the company logos, it's the people's faces behind the companies. Mm-hmm. And that to us is extremely important to be hands-on with our portfolio companies. You know, our, our CEOs call me all the time, even though I'm literally on the other side of the planet, and we help them succeed. So for us to know our markets extremely well, go deep into the deal flow, you know, we have to review thousands of companies to make. 20 investments in an investment period. So we really have to focus in on the regions where we are are oriented. But there are a lot of other great impact investors that do similar things, particularly in Latin America. Now, I also, one last thing, I noticed you're big into paleo diet, right? (laughs) And I love bacon. Does that count? Does that count? Yes, you can do keto on bacon. (laughs) (laughs) I set that up. I love to talk about bacon anytime. It's a sizzling subject for me. I I talk, I eat anything with bacon. I tell people I'm a vegetarian. I eat all things that eat vegetables. So I'm huge on paleo and I love bacon right on the top. What's your favorite? My favorite paleo recipe would probably be... Oh my goodness. It is so hard to answer that question. Um, it would probably be some sort of, you know, turkey meatball with um, vegetables and squash. Um, it's not that hard to eat paleo. We do a lot of tacos with cassava flour tortillas as well. I think in today's world, it's actually quite easy. And I just do it for a high performance lifestyle. My husband does it for health, health reasons, and it's been transformative for him. Well, fantastic. Well, I talk about being transformative, all the things that you're doing, Eva. Eva Yazari, she's the CEO and founder of Beyond Capital Fund, Beyond Capital Fund. And make sure you get out there and get the book, The Good Your Money Can Do. Don't forget it's available on Amazon and anywhere that you can find a book and certainly through our, hey, go check it out in our C-Suite book club as well. The Good Your Money Can Do and you want to do good if you got money. That's the name of the game right there. Eva, thanks so much for joining us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Thank you so much. It's been incredible to be here. Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about the things I learned. And money is good, but giving is better. And not just giving, but being able to right the wrongs or to give money where your good money can go to good work. And that's really, truly what I learned today is, hey, don't forget, when you make it to the top, when you have the ability to change other people's lives, you can. 
And you should. That's the name of the game. We all have a responsibility to do that. And so there's that famous saying, when you make it to the top, send the elevator back down for everybody else. That's what I learned right here, or at least was reminded of right here on C-Suite Radio, all business with Jeffrey Hazlitt. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to tell your friends. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.